Welcome to Why Though. We're your hosts, Tiffany Bloom and Ashley Abercrombie. We land somewhere in between Mother Teresa and Biggie Smalls, and we're just wondering, why though? We all have questions, from our existential crisis curiosities to our, hey girl, why your eyebrows look so good though? And we want to tackle all of those questions with you. Welcome back to Why Though. Thank you for joining us again on a Thursday. We are always so honored and privileged that you would take time. And we also want to say thank you for being a wonderful, wonderful community. We love our listeners and we love getting to serve you every single week. And this week is no exception. You know, in the holiday season, something we love to be thoughtful about keeping in our day-to-day rhythms is gratitude. And we really think that gratitude is something that can actually undergird and propel gumption. Because when you're thankful for what you do have, instead of constantly thinking about what you don't have because when you think about what you don't have all the time it can lead to envy it can lead to bitterness it can lead to just discontent and a feeling of overwhelm and a, a sense of striving but when gratitude becomes the focus it actually really can shift your atmosphere and shift your perspective and that's always extremely helpful at the holidays <laughs> I don't know about you guys but sometimes the holidays can feel a little bit blue or maybe things are changing in your life or maybe something's happening this year there's always stuff going on in everybody's life that's normal and that stuff really does get amplified at the holidays. And so we wanted to talk to you about why gratitude and gumption, though. And Tiffany, last night, I had this wonderful opportunity to go support one of my dear friends. She's here in the city, and her and her husband have just planted a church, and I love their church. There are two African Americans here in the city, and they have centered this church on the Black experience in America, and also um, a desire to see love, justice, and mercy pour out in all the places. Mm. And I just love their um, wonderful sense of hospitality, their severe love of welcome. Like as soon as you come in, you just feel welcomed and loved. And she preached this beautiful message last night about gratitude. And she talked about crossing the Jordan River and thinking about what it would be like to really be an Israelite. And she kind of helped us picture what it would look like to walk across that dry land with the with the ocean raised beside you on both sides. Like, can you imagine that? It would look yeah. like it was going to fall on you at any time. <laughs> and then at the end of it, they cross that Jordan River, the, the water falls back down. And then Joshua says to the people, please send one person from every tribe, from all 12 tribes of Israel, to go back to the place they were just rescued from and pick up a stone so that those 12 stones could then become a place of remembrance of God's rescuing faithfulness in the new place where they were going to settle down in Gilgal. And it was so powerful to think about it because her point was about gratitude, that we are to be grateful not only when God does a rescue, but be grateful if God send us back to the place that he rescued us from and be grateful when he settles us in a place, even though it would have been brand new for them. And even though they didn't have all the things that they needed, and even though they were really struggling with some stuff and resettling, transitioning, everything being new, having to relearn a place, relearn a life, relearn how to relate to one another in a new environment. And so gratitude during the daily is the very thing that keeps us. And I thought that was a really powerful perspective. And so I personally have been on this wonderful journey of determining God, where is my gratefulness? And God, how can I set my heart towards being thankful for what I have and thankful for the relationships that are in my life instead of thinking about what I don't have, what I might need, what I might want, what I might hope for. But God, how can I be grateful all the way through and let that be the the sustaining power in my life? Oh, I love that. I think it's so easy, especially during the holidays, to get caught up in what we want things to look like or, oh, but when we can do this or, or when we can afford that or, oh, when this is in a better place. But being able to look at our lives 
and find ways to say thank you for mm. even the hardest parts, for the most beautiful yes. parts, for the parts that we've strived for, for the parts that haven't come easy. I think it's something, it says something about our character and our growth as a person. Right. When we can stop and say, look what God has done. He has not failed me. Mm. His faithfulness is my confidence. He is mm. near and he is for me. Mm. Man, that's really powerful because I, th- I never really thought about gratitude as, as an example of maturity and spiritual growth, but I'm like, it absolutely is. Yeah. You know, it takes a lot of maturity to just be grateful for life and for what you have. And it takes a lot of maturity to be able to exercise the self-control to choose what your attitude will be, regardless of your circumstances. And I think um, about the the fruit of the spirit, joy. I mean, honestly, I couldn't keep it if my circumstances were always telling me if I could have joy. And I think the same is true for gratitude. Like my circumstances yeah. can't dictate whether or not I have it because <laughs> I would right, never be able to keep it. <laughs> Say that again. Say that again. It's true. My circumstances can't determine whether or not I'm going to have gratitude because I would never keep it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Never. <laughs> I think um, just as a parent right now, of an eight-year-old, almost nine-year-old. Mm-hmm. Actually, on the day this airs, it'll be his ninth birthday, oh, December 12th. Oh, happy birthday, um, Jericho. Happy birthday. Uh, so I have a nine-year-old, rather. And um, I think the biggest conversation just about every day, Ashley, is around gratitude. Mm. It's, oh, we gave you this. We gifted you. This is something you were hoping for, and we wanted to bless you. And yeah. when you sh- refuse to show any gratitude there's just not a hint of a grateful heart i said understand that how how that affects people buddy like be able to see how when things don't go your way still being able to connect with the people around you not Mm -hmm. throwing a fit or a tantrum but being able to connect the people around you and finding what you can be grateful for Mm -hmm. is is a useful tool in the tool belt It really is. And I think about, I see this a lot with my kids as well, because we'll take them somewhere and then maybe somebody has a meltdown. It's the same, it's the same conversation. It's like, how about you just say thank you that we're even sitting here together? Mm -hmm. Like my expectation of your response right now is thank you. It is not anything else that you just gave me. My expectation is a thank you and -hmm. teaching them how to have gratitude and how to practice that. But it also is a great reflection, like a good mirror of how we can be, you know, because when we're not grateful, we really do become so self-centered and focused on our inner parts. Like what is happening and what don't I have and why don't I have it? And who's hindering me from having it and who has more than me and who's doing better than me. And we get into like comparison and all these different things because we're so self-centered in those moments. And, you know, sometimes it has a place, right? Life is hard and we are not ignoring that. 2019 has been hard for so many people and we are not ignoring that, but we do have to have the wherewithal to step outside of ourselves (laughs) and go, you know what? I actually do have a lot and I'm going to be thankful for this instead of comparing myself or being jealous of others or being resentful of the things God didn't give me yet, you know? Yeah. Thank you for that caveat though, because we are not trying to downplay if this was a hellacious year for you, right? but we are encouraging you to look at your life and find where God has shown up. Um, I love yes. that you mentioned the message you heard by that powerful preacher on Sunday it sounds like she had a word for the season. She did. And she did. my uh, my pastor talked about the exact same thing. No he way. Talk- yeah. He talked about how it was so important to remember God's goodness and remember mm. God's faithfulness when you encountered something new. And he centered it on in, I believe it was Genesis, I want to say 34 or 35. Hmm. And he talked about when Jacob's daughter was assaulted. And 
his sons were thirsty for vengeance and he was so overwhelmed after God had done so much in his life. You know, he had reconciled him to his brother and given him a new name. He's Israel now. And still he's going through these hard things. And it, again, it doesn't negate any healing or hope that had happened in the past, any mountaintop moments, but he still had a valley moment. And his invitation was to remember what God had done and take mm. him back where God had done a good thing, it's to beautiful. go back to Bethel and remember what God had done. And so I think that is the same for us of just remembering what has God done in the past and what is he capable of? Who is he? Because I think so many of us, we do not decide who God is in the good times, we decide in the dark times, in the heavy times. Oh, who wow. He is. Tiffany, and that we, is really powerful. We, we, yeah, it's really hard. I mean, it hardly comes from somebody with a microphone in their hand at a pulpit. It really is in the dark night of the soul who yes. we decide he is. And if we can find that he is a faithful friend, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean we have to have everything figured out. Gratitude doesn't assume everything's going well, by the That's way. That's right. Gratitude doesn't assume everything's hunky-dory. Gratitude yep. says, I am so thankful for all that he's done for all that he's gonna do it's mm-hmm. it's even pro- projecting future victory yes um, it's beautiful i think and i love how you talked about how the opposite of gratitude is not only just a selfish state but comparison right i think mm-hmm. that so much comparison comes in and i think one of the most beautiful demonstrations of gratitude um in the scriptures is Mary, the mother of Jesus, and her cousin Elizabeth, the mother of John. And when I think of these two women, one is older, comes from um, a really prestigious bloodline, as does her husband. You know, she has money. She's well-known. They're who's who. And Mary is this young, unmarried, teenage woman and both hmm. become pregnant. One of them has struggled with infertility her whole life. One of, maybe she'd given up. Who knows? That's just conjecture, right. obviously. But maybe she'd given up. Maybe, maybe she thought this is just not what I'm going to have. That's not going to be. This is not going to be part of my story. Hmm. And wouldn't it be the most beautiful thing if the Son of Man would have come through this royal line? But hmm. no. That's not, that wasn't the plan. And maybe many assumed she'd be the perfect person to carry the son of the world. Kind of a spotless resume, a well-to-do husband. Hmm. But no, it was her younger cousin who had next to nothing. Hmm. And when Mary became pregnant, after Gabriel told her that she would carry the king of glory, she ran, ran to Elizabeth's house. And can you imagine Elizabeth opening the door? And scholars say that that was probably a, a, a quite a few days it would have taken Mary to get to Elizabeth's house. And so she arrives and opens the door. Elizabeth is pregnant along in her days, and Mary's newly pregnant. And seeing her young cousin after this woman struggled with infertility wow, most of her life. Imagine? To see this teenage hmm. girl so easily, in her mind, before she knows the whole story maybe, have a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then she gets to hear the story of how it all happened. And her first response isn't to criticize, it's to celebrate. Right. It's to celebrate. She shares in the gratitude. And in fact, when you really read it, you don't see any of Mary's excitement until 
Elizabeth is excited for her. And then she's right. like, oh my gosh, yes. Look hmm. what's happening. I think she's probably overwhelmed and it's all in her head. Yeah. And the first person she is willing to spill her guts to and be herself with is her older cousin. And, and just being able to be like, you're right, this is exciting. This is exciting. And I think just that moment of gratitude that Elizabeth had for Mary and what was happening in Mary's life and being able to celebrate somebody who has what you so desperately desire. I know that's a tall order. I know it's a tall order. It is. But may we be people who are so immeasurably blessed Hmm. when we bless and speak encouragement and life over others, even if it's something we crave. I love that so much. And I had heard Brene Brown talk about the vulnerability of joy. And when I first heard that, it really didn't resonate with me because I'm like, what is vulnerable about being joyful? But when I just heard you describe the story with Mary and Elizabeth, I was like, wow. I mean, think about the context for which Mary was carrying this baby as an unmarried teenager, basically. Um, And think about how difficult it would have been, how vulnerable it would have been to be joyful, to be excited that she's pregnant, you know, in the circumstances of her life. But Mary, but Elizabeth's gratitude gave her safe space to be joyful. Yeah. So that just really deeply resonated with me where I'm like, wow, our, our sense of celebration for others can actually give them safe space to celebrate. And yeah, we really need that in this world. And I, I think so many of us have been taught to shrink back and to not share what we're excited about or not share the things that God is doing, um, or sometimes there's just not a rhythm of celebration in our spiritual life. I know that's been true for me. That's actually one of the spiritual disciplines that I'm actually not very good at. And sometimes I'll have amazing things happening in my life and I will completely forget to share them. (laughs) People are like, wait, why didn't you tell me that? I'm like, actually, I didn't even think to tell you, but it's not because I don't want to share, but it is that whole, it's a, there's a vulnerability peace to being excited and to yep. allowing others to see you that way. And no matter what the outcome might be of your excitement or where it goes or what the cost ends up being, if you, it, it does take a quite, um, it does take vulnerability to just celebrate yourself and the, the things that God's doing in your life. And in the same way, it takes great courage to celebrate others who are receiving a promise that you are hoping God will do for you. Um, but that's the power in sharing life together. It's like, I love watching you win, Tiffany. You know, I was thinking about you the other day with your second book and I was like, God, and I was praying for certain conferences. I'm like, God, I pray Mm. for this conference and that conference. And, you know, in so many ways, there there are things I would also love to be a part of. But at the same time, I was like, God, would you just do that? Um, Because I think that's a way that we can kill any type of competition that might rise in us or any kind of like, you know, sense of like, oh, I've got to do this or that. Um, It's just so dumb. So it's like, we can celebrate one another. We can pray for one another that God would open up every avenue of opportunity that God would deliver on his promises and what he does for one, he will do for another because we're all his kids. And we have this beautiful opportunity before the Lord to celebrate each other and to create safe space for all the different things that we experience in the human experience. Right. Two things that come to mind when you say that. Number one, that we are not all eating out of the same finite pie pan, Come right? On, There's correct. infinite amount of yes, we all have God's a pie. presence <laughs> and yeah, gifting and yes. blessing. Yes. And I think also when you were talking about the vulnerability of joy, I love that because it, it it's just, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, when you are vulnerable with your joy, you're exposing your dreams, your desires, what yes. you really want. Not yes. stuff you maybe always want people to know. Right. But at, in your celebration, they're getting to see what you want and what you desire. Yes. And and 
for many of us, we hold that so tightly and we're told not to share, you know, where it's, it's wise not to throw pearls to swine. I mean, I know right. that's an extreme example, but it's wise not to share your dreams with everyone to, to keep that to yourself. But when something beautiful happens, we can be tentative to and timid to really go out on a limb and be like, look, look what's happened. Look what God did. I think also at the risk of sounding pompous. Completely. That's part of it. Like I grew up with a family member who would often say to me, um, you're getting above your raising when I would share anything good that was happening. So what I learned from that is like, oh my gosh, well, in most environments in my life, if I share, it means that people think I'm going to be better than them. And then they're going to start not liking me or thinking that I'm trying to do something better than they are. And that's really not it. It's like, I'm actually playing to my strengths and doing the things I was created to do. And so I think you're right. You don't want to sound pompous and you don't want to sound like, oh, I'm better than you. Right. But it's like, that's actually not what it's even about. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. like, this is the reality of my life right now. And if you are a braggart, like, stop that. You know, yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, just stop it. Um, But at the same time. Hashtag humble brag. Yeah, seriously, just stop. (laughs) But I find that most women are not this way. You know, we have to, we need each other to pull out all the goodness that's going on. Yeah. Isn't it a beautiful thing when you get together with a group of girlfriends and you, maybe you're introducing somebody that, that they previously didn't know and you're like, oh, this is the girl I was telling you about. Remember the one that wrote this or did yes. this or she did this? Yep. It's a beautiful thing to talk your friends up. It's a, it it's a gift. It. It's a blessing to yourself to celebrate the accomplishments and the wins in our friends' lives and being able for them to see, yes, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Savor this, especially if that's not your bent. If you're kind of like, oh, I didn't really stop and think about how this is what I had dreamed of or how this is right. what I've been hoping for in prayer. So right. I think having a friend to be able to celebrate that with. And with that, gratitude doesn't come easy. I think it takes right. quite a bit of gumption. Wouldn't it you does. agree, Ashley? I really, really do think it takes a ton of gumption, but I also think gratitude fuels gumption. So, you know, when when you practice gratitude, you have the wherewithal to be um, honoring of others and thankful for what you have. And that puts the kind of gumption that you need. Because I think sometimes we think about gumption as this sort of like firecracker, like this thing that we need this one time to do this massive event. And for me, gumption is very much about the day-to-day rhythms of our life and our day-to-day walk of integrity. So for me, I need gratitude in order to get up and do what I'm supposed to do every day. Like I need gumption to continue and gratitude is fuel for gumption. So if I want to continue, I know that I have to be thankful in order to step into gumption in a way that is impacting my day-to-day life, my regular decisions, the seemingly um, ordinary things that I think might be insignificant that are actually the very building blocks of my future. I think that's why gumption is so important because, you know, gumption is not some big thing that we do one time. Gumption is like waking up and being present in your life and showing yeah. up for the people who are in it and being alive and awake to this moment that you were created for, whether that is being with your children or being with a partner or um, c- celebrating beautiful friends or walking and journeying with someone through infertility or loss of a loved one or grief or depression or addiction or maybe that's just overcoming a big life hurdle or perhaps it's you know achieving a dream or figuring out what's next or how to do a transition well like these are the things where gumption is required but without gratitude you don't step into gumption you're you're more susceptible to feeling inferior you're more susceptible to feeling disappointed you're more susceptible to feeling like you can't and we need to be able to stand up and say actually I can and I'm not inferior to my circumstances 
circumstances and I have value to bring and it's important that I show up in my life. And to me, that's what gumption is really about. And I think that is a holy and sacred walk of integrity that is necessary for the world that we're living in. Like we need more people to be grateful and more people to have gumption and live out the life they were created to have. I love that. The world needs you to show up for your life. And gratitude is such a beautiful path to walk that out and not only live the life you were created for, but be a blessing to the people around you. Yes. I want to read um, a scripture really quick as we bring this to a close. It's um, from 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, and it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And so I think there are probably some people at this holiday season who are wondering, what is the will of God for my life right now? Like, how can I even find a way forward? Like, what am I supposed to be doing in the midst of the things that I am facing? And this is it. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing and give thanks in all circumstances. And why that's so powerful is because, you know, again, joy and rejoicing and praise is not contingent on circumstances. And praying without ceasing means that we are deeply, richly connected to the Father. Even if we feel angry, even if we feel afraid, even if we feel lonely, that does not mean we have to break our connection with God. He is present always and available in all of those things. And to give thanks in all circumstances, to just say, God, you know what? I'm thankful. I don't understand what's happening in my life right now. I don't know why this is going on, God, but I remember. I remember when you did this, God, and I remember how you carried me through, Lord, and I remember where I used to be, God, and I see you in all those circumstances, God. And so right now I give you thanks for the things that haven't even happened yet, God, because I know you to be faithful. And I think that's what's so important and powerful about gratitude. Mm, So good. So well said. Listeners, we hope you have been encouraged and just reminded that this season isn't one to just grit your teeth and endure. It is one to celebrate who God is, his beautiful son that he sent to us, gratitude as the road to wholeness and how gumption plays such a huge part in that. Any last words, Ashley? I got nothing. We're so Mm. thankful for you guys. Have a great holiday season. Bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit tiffanybloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit ashabercrombie.org. See you next week.